in the second-hand set of dimensions, on an astral plane that was never meant to fly, through wavering star mists, see the Greater Tuin. Drifting onwards through space, atop the shell of the world's turtle, are four giant elephants, upon whose broad shoulders rests the Discworld. Welcome to Dining Table Discworld. We're reading through the Discworld novels and discussing them at our dining table. Be aware there will be spoilers for the current book and others in the series. Hello, welcome to Dining Table Discworld. I'm Dave. And I'm Kathy. And today we're talking about The Colour of Magic by Terry Pratchett. It's the first of these world novels and was published in 1983. So Colour of Magic is about Rincewind, a rubbish wizard, who ends up guiding the disc's first tourist through increasingly dangerous adventures from the noisome, noisome city of Ankhmore Pork to the very rim of the disc itself. A long way. Yes, noisome is harder to say than it is to write, but there we go. So so what were your initial impressions of this book? Well, the first time I read it was a long time ago. So so my initial impressions are clouded in, in, in time. Um, and it was not the first Terry Pratchett book I read. Um, I started with Mort and had read at least a couple more before I went back to, to actually start at the start. So I, I think it comes as a bit of a shock after, you know, it's... It is actually quite different to the earlier, to the later stuff. Enjoyable, yes. Um, perhaps a little um, inaccessible if you don't necessarily understand some of the tropes it's referencing, which we, we can talk. We'll be talking about later. So, what was your first thoughts? Yeah. So, as with you, I started reading Discord quite a long time ago, and I didn't start with this one. I can't remember at what point I went back to this one because I'm guessing there were a few more Discord books out when I started than when you started. And so I, I read quite a few out of order for a bit, depending on what struck my eye in the bookshop. So yeah, I don't I don't remember a lot about it. I do remember thinking this is obviously referencing a load of stuff that I'm only dimly aware of. So Terry himself said it was like a spoof of stuff and I think he's mostly trying to just have fun with some ideas, so which is fine, but yeah, if, if you don't know what it's referencing you, you can kind of tell it's funny, but you don't fully get the joke. Um, and I think even rereading it just recently, there's still an element of that, like I've read more broadly, I know more things now, but I, I've not read Fritz Lieber. Mm-hmm. Um, I've kind of only second-hand aware of like Lovecrafty stuff, although obviously so much stuff's influenced by that so i've not technically read much per other than the short story here and there so okay yeah i think i think i think again i I liked it but not as much as others yeah right then um so what 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 stood out to you in you know in our (laughs) rereads so yeah obviously the main thing is the introduction of ankmore pork and it starts there and that's kind of you know he's riffing off a very traditional fantasy stuff and obviously the medievalish city um, although culturally in pop, well, in pop culture, most stuff that's sort of done is like, well, this is medieval. It's actually more early modern, but that's a whole different discussion. Uh, medieval Out cities, of the scope of this podcast. Yeah, me- medieval cities were not quite the cesspools that sort of fancy likes to depict them as. But um, yeah, so you've got the city and it very much starts with the city as character. You've got two people watching as the city burns and commenting on it. And then they're based on the Fritz Lieber characters. And then you don't get Rincewind to come along until a bit. And you see 
two flower and luggage and it's kind of very much a prologue and it goes back to what happened so I mean it, it's stereotypical on purpose I think perhaps it's doing that whole fish out of water thing you know somebody being guided around the city a kind of like uh, ingenue character in two flower who comes from obviously a completely different part of the disc I'm, and, I'm and, gonna bring this up mm-hmm. now how do we feel about tooth flower as a as a as a stereotype he's a walking stereotype yeah from the 80s <laughs> i i mean for, for, personally i i can see where it's what it's what it's riffing off mm. um but it does feel kind of uncomfortable yeah and and i mean we recently watched the color of magic first part of the color of magic tv show and he was he was played by a western actor in that yeah white white actor yeah because i think if you'd have made him a you know station it would have just been really cringeworthy and i think it's yeah, well, I think I think there's a question there. So, I mean, in the book, it's clear that perhaps it's kind of doing a sort of like East Asian, probably let's say largely Japanese stereotype tourist. tourist. Yeah, you know, like taking a lot of pictures and that sort of thing. Although, obviously, they don't quite exactly have races as the way we do in the disc world. Although that will come up in other episodes as well. Um, there's a thing with him having two eyes, which is kind of partly a joke on the fact that he's presumably wearing glasses in a society where people don't yeah. generally wear glasses. Although a lot of the artwork actually shows him having, for like on the cover of the book, and also I think the um, the graphic novel mostly has him with glasses you can't see through, but when you do see through them, there are four eyes behind there. So it's kind of, again, it's a bit of a joke. But yeah, Anglepork's very much kind of like a southern Midlands city uh, in in Britain, but pseudo-medieval. And there's the whole thing with like Rincewind initially gets involved because he can translate and sort of talking, but then it feels a bit uncomfortable because they're clearly talking through a language that they're both, it's their second language for both of them. And... And again, the depiction of the culture that comes from. So, oh, this is a very simple place and there aren't many words. It does yes. feel a bit like tribal. And you're like, oh, that's not brilliant. So, yeah, yeah it is a bit... The thing is, I think if people were casting it again, you, you could get an East Asian actor. Because then, I mean, that'd be another role an East Asian actor act could do. Oh, yes. But then I think you'd have to be careful how you did the stereotypes. It's clearly kind of that kind of office worker guy has gone on his dream trip. Yes. But as a character, taking the stereotype away and just looking at him as a character, Two Flowers is kind of very two-dimensional. He's sort of like, um, oh, you know, he's really excited, but it's all, it, it's all, well, it's, it's the disc's first tourist. It's all yes. tourism. He's not taking any of it seriously. Rincewind's constantly telling him he's in danger. He's like, oh, no, everything's fine. It's like the danger kind of bounces off of him. And you do have those characters that are so... Um, ignorant of the surroundings they're in or it's all a story to them and I think that kind of goes to another thing that Pratchett's exploring the uh, well to quote Pulp everybody hates a tourist which mm. isn't quite true in this but it's the idea that none of it's serious none of it's real to him it's just like oh look yes. a bar fight oh look some barbarians yeah it's he, like, wants, he wants to go see all these things that you know to yeah. him are, are sort of fantastical and you know and and you know obviously to, to Aunt Walpole a bar fight is actually quite a big problem or you know barbarians coming in and raiding you don't want the barbarians yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's, it's kind of like this idea that his naivety means nothing touches him so it's kind of that innocent idiot character yeah. who kind of somehow the innocence allows him to go through and I think that's a trope in various things yeah. 
So I think I think the introduction happened with Port because the major city makes sense. And then there's lots of bits of the disc, some of which you don't really ever see again, or lots of names mentioned. But I think that was just practically kind of spitballing. Well, he stuff. was just coming up with stuff to, yeah. to fit the to fit the, what what the stories he wanted to tell mm. at the time. Once they're out outside of Ankh Pork, you know, they end up going through you know, fancy woodland, ending up in this mysterious um, ancient you know Lovecraftian temple, which again he's just kind of him going. I want to play with, you know, what happens yeah. if, if there's these, you know, a tourist and a terrible wizard end up, you know, waking up dread monster from beyond yeah. time. And, and, the, the, and there's not Pern. Yeah, and then there's the, the Wormberg and the, the dragon stuff, which is, yeah, playing off the Pern stuff, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean... Yes. Well, I've not read a lot of Pern, but there are people around dragons. Doing its, very, doing its own... St- I mean, it's it's just, it's kind of saying dragons, people riding dragons, and kind of playing. You know, certainly the main female character there has got a similar name to the main female oh, that character was it, in, yes. in in the in the main Pern book. Um, you know, and then the last because it's kind of in four novellas, so you have got those three bits, and the last one feels different to other stuff. But I think maybe I don't know what it's referencing. I feel a little bit like almost spacey fantasy. Well, they're going, so they're going like... science fantasy with. So with a, like, um, an entire entire civilization that is revolving around um, investigating what the turtle that the the, the disc rides on. Edgar Rice Burroughs, that was that, it. Kind yeah. of pr- pr- the princess. Well, I don't know if Princess of Mars exactly, but like kind no, of like but... we're we're like a fantasy society, but something spacey. Yeah, but yes. that may be a very broad. There I, may I be think something more specific. I think he's to. taking notes from hmm. from things and not really doing yeah. a, a full. I mean. One thing I will say is he's still very inventive. Like, he's obviously satirising a lot of fantasy and a lot of stuff that he was reading that people he knew were reading that I guess yeah. was in fandom at the time. But he is doing his own thing with it. So, like, particularly with the bits in Kroll, which is this, like, space-faring, um, slave-owning empire at the edge of the disc, you've got stuff like... He's clearly thought about, well, it's a disc in space on the back of elephants on the back of a turtle. So, and the seas... There, so you've got like the seas always falling down. So you've got the rainbow, yeah. So the rainbow because it's around the rim, and you've got stuff like the circumference, which is where you know well, you've someone, got a someone's put a fence you. up around the outside to stop things to catch falling. things. Yeah. Um, and, and there's stuff like you know he does use stuff like hubwoods and rimwoods as directions, yeah. which obviously carry through. So I think there's an element like he's done, he's done some wobble, he's made it his own a bit, partly to try and be funny, but I think also you know he, he we know he's got the imagination to kind of like build stuff in and, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, like like you've got that water troll guy who gets bigger and smaller based on the tides for example yeah. that's quite interesting and um yeah you know there's, there's definitely stuff in there i, I feel like it doesn't have it, it's not satirizing our world so which obviously is a more thing later there's also not quite that kind of um compassionate anger that is in a lot yeah. of the other books the main thing i can think of that is anything like social commentary is a bit like when ankmore pork is burning the rich part are very busily there closing all the bridges down. Chopping so the down people, the bridges. So the poor stopping. people can't come over, yeah. but then the fire still the spreads. The ashes still spreads yeah. because it's, yeah, so yeah, which is kind of, yeah, very much a, yeah, it, he will be doing much more of that social satire and social commentary later on. Um, um, but I, th- I think, you know, for, for me, certainly the the characters, uh, there's, there's, you know, you get a, you get a lot of. There's lots of different characters that are, that are. But most of them are like familiar fancy. Well, yes, types. yeah, that's the point. That's yeah. the point. You know, he's he is just doing, you know. But yeah, yes, you do get the barbarian character. You yeah, know, a few of those. You do, yes. 
Um, I don't you, remember most of those. Um, you've got the gods playing dice on That's the true. on the mountain. Yes. Um, I mean, because much of the framing device around the, the the later stories is basically uh, Rincewind and Two Flower being the pawns of uh, the lady, it, while the lady is having a game of chance with fate, uh, fate um, <laughs> which which leads to basically lots of random things happening to the main characters because they, they are being their strings are being pulled well it's, it's kind of super improbable stuff happens and they keep hearing or rincewind i yeah. guess being a wizard and therefore even though he's rubbish still being in touch with the supernatural enough to be a bit like can you hear dice um and they're like rolling dice and i think in yeah. a skull or something yeah. Uh, which but, again goes into the whole gaming culture that you know surrounded. But you know, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think Rincewind is a character. You know, you've got a, a wizard who is who has failed at being a wizard because he's got a one big spell lodged in his brain, and and no other spe- all the other spells are too scared to stay there for any length of time. That that feels to me is that a bit like that whole spell slots thing. It's you the, get it's in, the in fancy D&D. fancy and spell casting, which is the you you have you've a number. Explained of... that to me before when I played with you a bit. Like, oh, these are your spells, but you can do one a day. It's like, well, because you can't remember afterwards. Like, but I knew it before. Yes, but that's just how it works. Fancy Jack Vance came up with it, and it, it wasn't. It was oh, out. Okay. It was. Chronicles of Amber, I want to say, and I'm showing my lack of research before this, but he came up with this like the idea that that you know you had sp- certain spells you could have, and then D and D adapted it for spell oh, slots, okay. so you can only have you know three at a certain level, I, I three third just... level spells, four second level spells, and memorized. So um, I, I I thought it was just a game mechanic. So no, okay. it came from, came oh, from right, that. Well, um, so yeah, and but yeah, so so he's you know, and the idea of this this wizard that is is. Really is a wants to be a wizard is is you know, is a wizard, but also is scared of everything and will run away at the drop of a hat. Well, I think I mean in this it's almost quite pragmatic. Like mm. I mean the, the point is Rincewind's actually shown his skill with languages. That's why he's the person who's shown too far around because he's the only person that can talk to him in animal yes. folk. You know, and 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 you get the sort of funny translation thing that two flowers say something and Rincewind will just translate it into like what the people want to hear and we'll be like oh this guy's an idiot you know yeah. but they then drop that after the first one because I guess it's probably a bit annoying from a sort of narrative point of view to constantly yeah. have that lack of communication but, but there's also the fact that Rincewind like when he sees so two flowers has what we would call a camera but it's called an iconographer in that and and takes pictures which again they've never seen that report before so you've got this idea of somebody who's from a more advanced richer and more technologically advanced society coming over which i think you know is, is an interesting dynamic and 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 Rincewind has a moment where he thinks oh it's something to do with light and paper and he's almost got the idea of photography and it's like no there's a little imp in there and he draws the pictures and oh he's out of pink now so you know, and, and he pops out and says stuff, and 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 there's you almost get the idea that Rincewind is sort of hoping for something more than magic, something different, yeah. which obviously is then science, and it's kind of this whole idea that what's unfamiliar to you is desirable. So Two Flowers read all these kind of like presumably the kind of fantasy esque pseudo medieval yeah. Europe things where he is, and for all that so exotic and cool, I'm going to go there. Yeah. Rincewind, on the other hand, is sort of thinking there should be something more, there should be something else that's not quite as almost silly as magic. And then when the spell does its thing and stops him from dying in a fall, suddenly yeah. he's on a plane, like an actual aeroplane, which which and suddenly he's a different guy. Is it like he's like a Swedish guy and yeah, he's a doctor and he's met two flat at the airport very, and they're on a plane. It's a very odd section. It's, it's very postmodern. Was that a bit of a thing then? I don't know. It, might it, be is, a thing. it is really, really odd. <laughs> 
Um, and and you kind of and I I'd forgotten about it until the re read it. That's the one bit I remembered. I was like, there's a lot of fancy stuff I didn't fully get. And then at one point, a weird spell happens, and they're on a plane, but just for like half of the scene. Yeah, it is it is it is odd. It doesn't really lend itself. It's just there. It's just a thing. Um, but I think that's what Price did. He was just throwing a lot of yeah, stuff Yeah, throwing, throing a stuff at the dartboard um, and see what... And, and again, it goes to Two Flower, because we were talking about him before, but again, his belief, I, mean, I said like his innocence sort of protects him, but then in the Wormberg, it's like his absolute conviction in dragons being real and magnificent and these wonderful things you can fly means that he creates the most impressive dragon because their dragons are based purely on imagination, yeah. which I think is kind of a cool concept. Yeah. Except, And then I guess, for instance, imagination plus the spell goes somewhere else entirely. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention was female characters or sort of the lack thereof, because everyone we've mentioned thus far has been a guy. Well, no, you actually mentioned the lady. So I had yes. a look of like characters. With, uh, there's like a naked dryad. She doesn't have a name and she seems to be a bit suspicious. And there's, there's lots but of But she's female. definitely naked. There's lots of female dryads in that. Well, there are also male ones as well. Yes, but I'm not clear if they were naked or only, not. Only one of them got a speaking role though. So yeah. Yeah, but she didn't have a name. Um, then there's Liesa, Liesa. Yeah. Um, who's the sort of dragon rider princess woman. Now, yeah. she, in fairness, like, she's killed her father. She wants to take charge. Oh, but she can't because she's a woman, so she needs to marry, like, some guy, which I guess could be a point on the patriarchy. And again, the dragon riders, again, both male and female, don't seem to wear a lot. That's the whole thing they mention. And they have a thing where they dangle upside down a lot because of how the dragons roost and kind of mentions the interesting things that does to anatomy, but only in the context of the female ones, whereas I'm yeah. sure... There'd be an element of that with the blokes too. I think they just all have very tight, binding, tiny garments. Yeah. Then there's uh, Marchesa, who seems to be a young black girl. Again, she's one of the few people whose race is actually specified, but yeah. you just know she's dark, but all the references for how dark she is is based on fictional Discord places. So Difficult it's to just get an idea, really. Yeah, I think it's just that she's black, yeah. and that's what we've got. She's only in it very briefly, and she's initially covered by a cloak, but I could kind of tell it's a female character because the narrative kept saying they and there rather than specifying a gender. And everyone else's background so far have been he or him, um, apart from maybe at them. I think it might have been a female beggar, but I don't remember exactly. So I was like, is this going to be a woman? And then it was a woman. Um, so she's quite young, but is a magic user, and she's just kind of like sort of an uncompromising character from Kroll, who's this kind of like space magic, yeah. slave-owning yeah. empire so that's only quite brief and then the main one who i guess has a character in any kind of agency much well no that's not fair liesa does have agency yeah. and i suppose she does kind of like grab that bulgarian guy and kill her dad but i guess the main other one who has a lot of character is um the lady who is um well, i suppose she's a god because they've not quite gotten to personif- anthropomorphic personifications yet. No. But it's very important you don't say her name and then... Yeah, it has... It, yeah. So, so it's, she's fickle in nature, but that's how she is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just... Un- 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 yeah, at this at this point in his writing, that there isn't a large number of female characters. But to I, think, I think the stuff he's spoofing didn't happen. No. I and mean, I guess Pern did. And then that's where we obviously have, like... I assume there are groups of women, but we only really have one yeah. who does anything. It's just, just that others are about. But then, yeah, even then, she's got like two brothers and a dad and her and yeah. some dragons of indeterminate gender. So uh, I suppose there's various indeterminate gender, like dragons, the turtle. Um, well, yes, we do. We do currently do not know the, the gender the, of the, the turtle. The luggage. 
the luggage. I don't. We haven't I, mentioned the luggage yet. True, we haven't mentioned. I mean, that is another. Uh, yeah, and that's a very Pratchett thing. Yeah, I mean, but, it's, 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 you know, just look at some more of the characters because I mean, Rincewind is one that we'll be seeing much more of as we go yeah. through. Um, and along with that is the luggage, which is Toothflower's um, magical luggage that follows him around on lots of little legs. It's a giant chest made of magic wood. I think it's like a steamer trunk. That's how I picture it. Um, steamer trunk. And and it's it's got, you know, I, I kind of go with the more, you know, the, the kind of like the D&D. Like, pi- like pirate chest? Yeah, the big pirate okay. chest or, you know, treasure chest you find. It's it, some sort of big but box. It's a big box, lots of legs. And it will find it's, it's and it's got a big into it's got a, its insides are numerous interdimensional spaces and one like of them has tardis. teeth and a teeth. mouth. It's very belligerent, like it doesn't have a face or no. eyes, but you can tell it's looking at you and it's not pleased. And Rincewind is super scared of it, which is fair. Yeah, this is the thing. Rincewind in this, it's it's not so much as cowardly. It's just he's in all these situations where he has to do stuff he doesn't like, and he tries to run away or enrich himself at the first opportunity until he's forced to keep going it's yeah. just that that then becomes a bit of an ongoing plot in his thing yeah. uh, his but, series yeah, the, the luggage will follow will follow the, his its owner around everywhere it's it, immune to magic it's it immune terrorizes to it terrorizes a pirate ship yes it terrorizes a pirate ship um, it, it kills some kills a kraken you know kind of it's it's you don't really want to get in its way the, the thing that's interesting about that though is that two like oh it's just my luggage like oh yes, it's fine it's and, just... then, and then Rincewind sees it and everyone's like oh my god it's full of gold and Rincewind's like that thing's made of more magical wood than is on this entire continent yeah so it's just insanely valuable and also incredibly yeah yeah you don't want to, yeah so you know but you know get the luggage will appear and it, and it does it is a character in of itself very much and then talking about other characters we'll see a lot like going forward is the character of death yes the yes. the anthropomorphic personification of the concept of death um the grim reaper yes very traditional that you know skeleton robe Cow. scythe um, and then, and so he's in in quite a lot, and in fact, he will be in every single Discworld book. Um, it's varying in part, and this version of the, of Death is a bit of an ass. Yeah, he's 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 not great, is he? No. In this, it's like it's more just it's like oh, it's almost a bit a bit like how the lady is like goddess of luck and is like using luck for that. It's almost like Death's a bit like oh, I I, I want people to die, I want to do Death because like yeah. he gets angry and things die. So, but I think Pratchett was still playing with ideas. He hadn't yes. kind of got the, I, I think the thing. The, the later character is very much a uh, death comes to us all. He will come and, you know, he comes and... He'll and, do the duty. Yeah. Um, you know, but he does not kill. It's other things that kills, you know. He, he's what comes after. Yeah. He's so he never... But in 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 this in uh, Color of Magic, you do see him. He gets annoyed when he's trying to hunt. He's basically stalking and hunting Rincewind. Rincewind. And then when when Rincewind gets out of things because the lady the lady <laughs> sort of tweaks things, he gets annoyed and will just randomly kill things. I mean, nothing major. I mean, you were talking just like animals. Yeah, clouds of mayflies and things like that. But that is very much against what what you'll see in later even books. a few books later. Yeah. I mean, because Mort is, is is a very and I think that's where he gets his yeah. character you've got to consider this one was the first one the next oh, yeah. one the next one came out three years later whereas later he's knocking out three a year oh, yeah it's just interesting so, to you yeah. see you know that this character isn't isn't the one as i say if you've read it's, anyway. it's not it's not it's not the one that's beloved of many no and if you've read more to like i did a study it is a bit of a tonal shift for the character so yeah you know but i look forward to talking about more about death yeah i think i think the co- the, 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 the character more, yeah not yeah <laughs> Um, it's not that kind of podcast. No. Um, yeah, I think 
I think, yeah, it's, it's sort of going with the sort of like, you know, well, it's like the thing you get a lot of um, things like, oh, the deaf god. Mm. I mean, it doesn't call him a god. That's kind of what, yeah. what's happening there is evil and sinister, which you get a lot of, if you look at like a lot of modern Hollywood versions of, say, Greek mythology, you quite often oh, have the, yeah. the deaf god is like, he's like the devil and it's hell. It's like, that's not the cosmology of this no. civilization. Um, but, you know, it's quite often a bit like yeah, fire and yeah. Hades is like the devil and he wants people to die. It's like, no, it's not really what the deal was originally. But I think I think it's that thing. It's like, oh, the character that's in charge of death must be evil because death is a bad thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's actually more complex than that. But again, I guess what Pratchett was riffing off of that was quite a standard thing. Yeah. And the reason Rinsman can see him is because he's a wizard, even though he's a terrible wizard, is that all wizards get seen to by deaf person. It's kind of a, an idea that death doesn't show up for everyone at this point, mm. just for certain people, but that also he has minions. So yes. at the end, Rincewind encounters Scrofula, which quite relevantly, um, Scrofula is the illness that people used to believe that monarchs could cure with a touch. Apparently people thought that in 1952. Um, like when the Queen was coronated, there were some people who thought that she could still cure Scrofula, even though James I of England, 6th of Scotland, had actually tried to take that whole thing out when he was coronated back in like 1605. So, so there you go. Yeah, learn something new every day. Yeah, I just thought it was funny with the scrofula. And, yeah. and, but then Rintwin says, no, I'm a wizard, so I can't die because you're not the one that's supposed to come to me. Also, he wasn't exactly in a position to be killed by scrofula. There are many other things that could have killed him at that yes. point. Uh, <laughs> um, and then and they, there's a couple of other characters that briefly show up, or at least, you know, um, one of them being the patrician of Van Morcock. Yes. Who I think, again, is a different... A lot of this is like proto stuff. Yeah, so it, it's I think it's a different a, guy to Veterinari. Yes, I mean... Um, but Veterinari obviously has to come to power at some point. And it does feel like the fire at the beginning, because the drum, which is the mended drum for most of Discord, is a good it, good character for yeah, a location character. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's so that's like the main, you know, the fancy tavern where you go and the barbarians are, and you get your yeah. quest, and there's a wizard there. But yeah, that's it's called the broken drum, and it gets burnt down because two flower introduces the concept of insurance and as soon as he introduces the concept of insurance somebody immediately commits insurance fraud of course because it's ank morpork and then sets fire to most of the city and again that's where death shows up and, yeah. and but he always seems a bit gleeful about it well yes so, he, he, yeah. he, he assists in in that character's yeah. death and then presumably deaths of anyone else caught in that very large fire yes but but in that the point is later it's called the mended drum yeah. because of what happened but it was the broken drum before but um Yes, but anyway, we're, we're talking about the patrician there. Right? Yeah, sorry, but I, I, I'm yeah. just saying it feels like this is probably actually a turning point a bit for the city. Like we didn't like there's a suggestion of how it was before, and then and then yeah. we, we see this patrician. But presumably, at some point in the next few books, it'll you know there'll be changes happening. Well, yeah, because in the in the next few books, you don't. I don't think it's still guards guards. It's is not. It? It's not until the watch one start. You actually. And, and I, I mean, think the timeline's a bit iffy at the beginning. Yeah, which and again, time timelines <laughs> in, in, in Discord will will come up later, especially around one of the books. So, um, but yeah, the patrician is is start. You know, is a is a character that's mentioned. But yes, he's he's not one. You you will have a patrician later, which again is much more. I would say beloved, um, not quite. Um, more efficient, and well, no, no, but beloved by by, oh, by, by fans readers. of the city of readers well, rather than th- this guy doesn't have a name. He's just the patrician, and yeah. it's kind of that sort of like I am the corrupt city leader who has a big spy network. I mean, okay, that works for veterinary, but also you know he's eating all these like weird things, like yes. he's eating like starfish. It's like it's like the idea of having incredibly rich and wealthy food that's just a load of weird stuff. Like I yeah. guess whatever caviar is. I'm 
Well, I know it's fish eggs, but it sounds yeah. gross. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but rich people oh. like that because it's posh. Yes. Yeah. So, but yeah, so so it's, you know, so yeah, so you have we'll have a patrician later, um, and also we 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 get to see um some of the guilds, which is very big in Ankh-Morpork. Which, you know... That feels to me like one of the changes. So you, you've got assassins and thieves. They're very much there. And then yes. you have the Merchants Guild just starts because two flower turns up. The concept of tourism and it bringing money is brought to the attention of people at Mopork. And so people are a bit like, maybe you stop having bar rules so people can come here and spend money in our businesses. And that's like the start of the Merchants Guild. And to yeah. me, it feels like that's the start of there being an explosion of guilds. But I know you thought I, I they think, were older. I think they're, all, I think, I think they're older. Um, I think because there's... While it's not mentioned, it gets the feeling like there is a beggars guild. I thought I didn't know that was a guild. I thought that was just like a load of beggars working together. No, there is there is actually a beggars guild. Was there? Oh, I thought there was just like beggars well, no, reporting to thieves and. No, no, I think well, okay, in the book, it's not really expressed whether it's no. a guild, but there is in in Ankh-Morpork there is a beggars. No, guild. No, yeah, okay, no, I, I know there's a beggars guild okay, in Ankh-Morpork. Yes. What I'm saying is, I don't know if this book is it doesn't really, existing guild. It doesn't really give because there are say, beggars. Yeah. But yeah, they're clearly just just operating, and they're clearly operating together in a kind of like gang. But it's not, it's not clear whether it's actually guild or just a loose. We're in place already, and it's just in this. Yeah, you don't see them. It comes down to how long between the yeah. book. That's um, th- so it's 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 one of those that you know it's again timeline, and I think Which gil- is fine. guilds within a city is quite a standard trope. I think yeah. later on he expands it out. Extent. It I is, guess we'll yes. go into that later when we talk about those a bit more. We do, yes. Um, is there any other anything else you want to bring up? Um, hmm, probably. I think um, it feels less. I say less joke heavy. I think a lot of the jokes are references, which, as we've said, yeah. we probably sometimes you can tell there's a reference, but you're not fully getting it. And then there's probably lots of things that just yeah, kind of went over my I, head. I a think bit. it's the early books I've, I've always considered being a bit more laugh out loud funny, and but I, I found I found <laughs> oh, okay. them, I found them well, you know, but. This this one isn't. I mean, it's funny. Oh, okay, yeah. But I didn't. I did. I haven't sat there and and no was was laughing. When you say laugh out loud, I suppose the later ones, the it's sometimes almost a bit more structured. But there are still some incredibly funny characters. There is there is some great humour in the, the later ones. These feel a bit more slapsticky, I guess, or not. Well, kind of. There's a bit of that. I, I think I think over the years he changes his. Which you is know, fair enough. Yeah, which yeah. is great. You know, and, and yeah, working. You know, and I I think there's a certain amount of the early, but these ones, this but, one is just. But sometimes there's stuff where there's a bit like there'll be this very deep and complex like reference to all the stuff and like a satirizing of something in our world, and then there'll be another level where there's just people being amusing in an interaction, and there'll be another level where somebody's just said something like oh oh the pun, yes. and I don't I, we've not got the levels yet. The main one I liked was the thing about an astral plane that was never meant to fly, yeah, um, which I found quite funny when I read it as, as a word. And then later, there's a plane in the book. True, and I, yes. I don't know if that's on purpose, but I found that quite I, funny. I suppose I suppose the the only what the closest we get in here is um, the the one about the echoing. Oh yes, so yes, so yes, two flower two flowers clearly an insurance claims analyst. Yes. Is that it? Yes, he's not like he's not selling it. He's just analyzing the he's he's he he's, works an, out. he's an analyst he's, yeah. he's figuring out the probabilities that's it um and so there's a joke about he keeps saying in sewer ants because that's the only way they can figure out the translation so you realize that's insurance and then they keep saying oh the sound of underwater spirit and i yes. sat there going this is clearly a joke and i cannot remember what the joke is and then later he's like oh but somebody do the sound of underwater spirits then you get and then you're like oh it's echonomics yeah and you're like oh economic oh yeah yes. 
So I mean, okay. so, that, so that's so you definitely get more of that later. This is this was an early... but there's, but there's there's more stuff around it. Yes. I think when there's that later, yeah. um, which is yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Pratchett is one of our nation's most beloved comic fantasy authors, yes. and also he's not the reason publishing's the reason, but also there's an element I've heard people who write comic fantasy be a bit like who's like, is it like Pratchett? It's like, well, no, but he's such a big, he's such yeah. a big part of the landscape. That yeah, it's a bit like oh, is it funny like this? Like that was the mode that became the mode of it. But at this point, it hadn't become the mode of it. It was just him like coming up with his own inventive stuff and sticking a lot of like pastiche and spoon. Yeah, and I suppose for us, in. it's difficult to um, to really. We, we never read it at the time that it was at. You well, know. that would have been impossible for me. For you're a little bit older than Discord, and I'm a little bit younger than him. Yes, um, but I still my reading reading's good, but not that good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's difficult for us to to, to really, you know, we can see that the, but we weren't there yeah. reading, so we didn't, you know. It's but you yeah, know, it it is the start of something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And again, there's, I mean, you can tell there's a lot of geography thrown in because again, I mean, it's it's not doing quest narrative. It's not a quest, so that's no. one thing that's different. Yeah. But there is very much like it's more like a travelogue. So we're going to this place, we're going to those places, yeah. and a lot of them are places I don't think come back again. But there are bits that mention Clatch gets mentioned. That's the main one I recognise. Lots yeah. of names are said, like fantasy names. And, and, and bits of just bits and pieces are thrown in that, that he'll come back to later. The the wizards, the wizards war. Um, oh yeah, well, it, it's kind of the whole again. That's kind of a fantasy trope. A bit like True, there yes. was magic before, and it all went a bit wrong and terrible. And now the remains of it still are around mm. the landscape. Stuff like that, and again, it did remind me a little bit of like Tough Guide to Fantasyland, yeah. and then Dark Little Dirk Home, where you've got the whole tourist thing, yeah. which was published later, but I think was coming from a similar place of a bit like you are on your fantasy adventure. Here yeah. are various trope things you will meet, but yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so so summing things up, yeah. Final thoughts, yeah. Um, um, okay, we're gonna talk, try not to talk over each other. Um, <laughs> so you know, as I enjoyed the book. But I wouldn't suggest people start Pratchett with this one. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be honest, I wouldn't necessarily suggest they read it until perhaps they're getting towards the first Rincewind heavy book. So they've actually got a bit of a grounding and then go, right, okay, now now read this one. This will give you an under you know, this will introduce the character. I, I'm not Yeah. I'm not I don't I could see that. I think the issue is you don't know because obviously there's all the sub series and you don't know which things are going to jive with people more than others. Yeah. So I mean, if they really liked um, sorcery, you'd be a bit like, oh, there's more of this guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I suppose sorcery I is people the next. Re- it is yeah, an extra yeah. one. It's the one I know best, but that's because like it was a book I had to read on a camping trip, so I ended up reading it a few times because I didn't have all my books. Then. Yeah. I, I think I also read like my mum's books as well, which were just um, books about ladies from the turn of the century. <laughs> So, so what, 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 when, when, what do you think, Pete? When you, yeah, it wouldn't be my first suggestion. It's something to read if you want to read all of it, if you want to see it starting. But I feel like you probably need to have like got into some other bits first before this. But yeah. I mean, obviously, people did read it the first and then well, kept yes. going. I mean, it's, it's obviously, but, but they didn't know there was better stuff coming. At yes, that point, that's fair. I don't know, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's fine. It's obviously it's about a certain number of things that I only have a vague knowledge of. It probably would be funnier if I knew more about those things, but I don't think it's aged particularly badly, though. Oh, no, it's not, it's, it's not aged badly. It's, not, it's, you're not, it's you're not, fine. As I say, the, 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 the only iffy thing is, is going to be the representation of two flowers, you know. So. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of that. But, I mean, there. that's again, that's not done as a mean 
No, it's, it's just him playing with with a stereotype. With the stereotype that, that was that was about um, at the time. And, and I think we'll probably another episode talk more about how he does some of that yeah. stuff later on. But yeah, I think yeah, I wouldn't start with it if I was recommending it to somebody new to Discworld. But you can you can see the stuff. You can see the imagination. That I mean, the whole concept of the disc, the fact mm. that he he's obviously done enough world building to go. Here's a ridiculous world that's nonsense. So what can I throw at it and what can I yeah. put in there? And obviously he's pulling from a lot of things. I think he's and he's amusing himself. And I think that country yes. he is enjoying himself and having fun with it. So, you know, that's it's it's in no way po faced at any point. It's not taking itself too seriously. And yeah. so I think I think the fun of it is definitely there. It's just um I suppose having read later stuff we've come to expect the highest well, Yes, I go I think that's you know but that's the that's the interest of, of going back and, and rereading. Yeah. So so we hope you enjoyed that discussion of, of Colour of Magic. Uh, we shall be back next time where we'll be going to reading the companion novel effectively. It, yes. This does, this does end on a cliffhanger or a hanging off a branch off the edge of the world hanger. So and we we do we will do um, we will go straight into and you know following like, like, Rinse, yeah. like fantastic following Rincewind further yes yeah although interestingly like yeah the next one there's a three year gap so um, yeah yes. I guess I had a bit of time to think about I, th- I think I think this one so 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 well then he had to went hang on a second I'm gonna have to write something with the story I think the next one is much more yeah so we get introduced more more things introduced. But more things fleshed out. We'll, we'll get into that. I yeah. will get to that. So, um, okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, we hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, there will be more to come. And yeah, so it's uh, goodbye from me. Uh, goodbye from me. Thank you for listening to Dining Table Discworld. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Dining Table Discworld. You can also find us on Blue Sky at DT Discworld. All our other contact information and credits for our music can be found in our show notes. Thank you for listening again and we'll see you in our next episode.